Welcome to the Mad Pastors Podcast, the honest podcast for honest pastors, powered by G6 Allies, because everybody needs an ally. Ah, uh, welcome back, everybody. It's the Mad Pastors. How you doing? Hey, we're podcasting. Uh, we do. Yeah, it's been a man. We're hitting that pastoral season of everybody's incredibly tired. The thought of maybe taking a vacation this year might actually surface, um, but everybody's, maybe. you know, some people are gearing up for, I had a pastor I worked for once who said, we don't take summers off. And I was like, I mean, it's okay that you don't, but what he really meant by it was not, was you don't really get vacations. We do 52 weeks a year, <laughs> do it. And I was like, okay. And so, uh, yeah, we're in that transition <laughs> time between, it's the, it's the end of spring, if you're listening to this current, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. you're listening to this in November and you're like, why are these morons time stamping their podcast? It has no shelf life now. That's true. But that's what we do. So uh, we are. I think that we was are... a passive aggressive like dig at me because I started it. Well, you did start it, but yeah, no, I, I wasn't gonna. You feel like I feel like like bites right here, like teeth marks. I don't no, know. No, they'd be on the back of your neck. Ah, nice. <laughs> no, but we we are. We're in that season right now that true. we're. Coming off of everything we've done this spring, we're planning yep. all the summer stuff, and, uh, and, and for those of you in pastoral ministry, you know what the summers are like <laughs> and how crazy they can actually be. And um, I think, I mean, most all people the think fun we, stuff that goes with that. But yeah. most people only think pastors work two days a week anyway, um, and then they're like, well, "Don't you take summers off too?" And we're like, "No." Most people think that. That sounds to me, Ian, uh oh, like an expectation. <sighs> Man, it's almost like you set me up for that one. I don't even mean. I think you really forced that one. But I love the. (laughs) There was no setting up. Completely natural. Okay, so a couple. Yeah, I think it is an expectation, and that actually, uh, this is going to be a shorter than normal podcast because we're getting ready to do what I think is a really cool thing, and it's a first for us. Passive aggressive warning. Uh oh. I feel like you say this is going to be shorter than normal a lot, Uh and we end up. Yammering on for an hour and a half. Well, I mean, it's like every pastor. I don't know if it's passive aggressive as much as it's like bored into you that you always have to be like, sorry, I talked for three extra minutes. <laughs> I talked one time and got nothing but compliments once in a sermon, and it asked the pastor how long I should go over and over again, and he didn't. He didn't give me a time, and then I went apparently fifteen minutes over, which we ended at the same time we always ended, and then he he probably got passive aggressive. He set me down and went, hey, somebody once taught me that it's really disrespectful to go over time when you're the guest. And I went, are you saying that I'm being disrespectful? I didn't say that. I just said somebody once told me that. I mean, that was a real conversation. Someone said that, not you. What I didn't say and wanted to say was, well, I just said thank you to somebody who said this was a better sermon than they normally hear. So I don't, I'm sorry. But anyway, either way, my passive aggressive bone doesn't really work very well. So if you ever think I'm being that way, I'm just, I'm too stupid to be passive aggressive. I just tend to be... <laughs> I'm just like the which way do we go, George? And then I roll that way. But no, it is. And and this so this week we wanted to do a primer episode to get started. And we want you, this is for most some people think, a lot of people think, and I get it, that this is just a podcast for pastors. And it's definitely not. It is a podcast if you love Jesus, if you are in his church, it's a podcast for you. We specifically stick to saying that we are pastors and talking about that, but It really applies to everybody in this series more than usual. So what we need you to do as our faithful listeners and and as we grow is to share this and to let people know. We want to kind of kick you off 
with the idea, have you ever thought about what you expect? And I don't think I don't think most of us think about that. In fact, I thought about uh, the old. Did you ever see the old uh, Mad TV sketch, Lowered Expectations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I remember when they would say uh, they would talk about you know lowered expectations, and it would be this awful dating video where it was like you should expect less in life. Where Bo Burnham does his song, we can't play it because it's it's inappropriate, but. Mm-hmm. Bo Burnham does a song about lowering your expectations, about finding somebody that you love. and But at the, at the heart of every conflict, of every issue that we have, of course, there is the theological answer of pride, but but on a, a much more day-to-day level of mismanaged expectations. Um, and that tends to be, I see families walk away from churches, I see pastors leave churches or not have fruitful ministries or struggle or pastors poorly lead because they don't manage their expectations well, or even churches fall apart because they expect they haven't made their expectations clear. But even if they were made clear, they're not correct. Yeah. And we have to man. We don't need to lower our expectations. We need to manage our expectations well. And, and we need and we need to articulate. Yeah. Our expectations too, right? So, so what's, church- what's articulate? What does that mean? That was a passive aggressive towards you. Um, <laughs> so church church family. <laughs> What are going back to Ian's original question? Yeah. What are your expectations of your pastor? What What mm-hmm. is it you want to see your pastor? What is it you think your pastor ought to yeah. be accomplishing? He ought to be doing. Um, what What are your expectations of what he ought not to be doing? Where he shouldn't be spending his time? And what should his expectations uh, be of you and of your family? Yeah, and, right. And, as a church, as a believer, as a church member. And then on the other side, pastors. What are your expectations of your church people? Uh, what should yep. they do? What is their responsibility? What ought they to carry? Yep. Uh, and then, and then collectively, all of us, what are our expectations of our church? Like, why, why mm-hmm. does our church even exist? Like, yep. We ought to expect something from it, you know. We tend. Um, it, it's funny. Like, I was looking up quotes about expectations, and I just I laughed, and I think that uh, Sylvia Plath said, not that she's a necessarily current and relevant voice, but had a great a great quote that said, "If you expect nothing from somebody." You're never disappointed. Supposedly, Alexander Pope said, "Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed." <laughs> I think that's that's. But but here's what's so sad about that. I think that most churchgoers are that way. I think that most churches are becoming that way because the only thing more dangerous than somebody who hates God's church or hates God Himself is somebody apathetic towards Him. Because at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, you know, I love C.S. I love C.S. Lewis as a person and as a theologian, but just at his quote was so good that the opposite of of love is a hate, is apathy. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. at least there's a feeling in that, and I think that part of the fallout from not managing or articulating or understanding what our expectations should be with so many churches and so many pastors and so many church families. I think Mark Driscoll said it so well years ago that uh, whether you're a fan of him or not, said it very well that the the greatest indictment of the church and the biggest struggle are going to be the kids of evangelical pastors and ministry families who were not stewarded and loved well, right? Yeah. And and they left hurt and broken. And so I think this is a really poignant series. What's cool, so if you're watching, um, we'd love for you to put some of those, what you think expectations should be in the comments if mm-hmm. you want. Um, also, you can email those email to us. us. Yeah. The big thing about it, though, and the big thing we want you to think about with all this is just kind of, start getting into that mode of thinking for the next few weeks because we're doing a first for the mad pastors and we're not just having a guest on 
we're going to be doing a virtual roundtable. Uh, I mean, quite literally stretching from ocean to ocean in the United it's States. True. East coast to west coast. Truth. We're going to talk probably a lot less um, and because we're going to be engaging uh, these, you know, not that every voice, not every voice is valid, but every voice has an should have an opportunity to speak. But what's cool is these are all seasoned guys. These are all guys in different parts of ministry. So we have a, a head pastor who's been on our podcast before that's been hurt and broken and, and come back and has uh, launched a church and doing a lot as an excellent expository preacher. We've got a student pastor who's launched a whole other ministry while doing local church ministry and a student pastor of 15 years, who John Oliver, who's been here many times. And so I'm just really excited. We're going to have three or four episodes of this roundtable, depending on how long and how well it goes. Uh, we're going to shoot it all at once and break it up into pieces, but we so are going to split it up. It'll be a, it'll be a really good series of episodes, yeah. uh, just ha a group of pastors having conversations around expectations. Yeah. What 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 are some of the bizarre mm -hmm. expectations that have been put on them as pastors? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the expectations that they feel like they don't live up to or that they think yeah. are unrealistic or unfair? Uh, expectations on their families. Yeah. Uh, what are their expectations of their volunteers, and where uh, where are those, where do they tend to be unrealistic, and mm -hmm. and or maybe they don't have enough ex what expectations are missing. Um, and then yeah. just like we mentioned earlier, talking about the church as a whole, what what are our expectations for our local church? Yeah. So lots of great conversations good. coming your way. Um, I know one. So a couple of funny expectation unrealistic expectations from my past um i was working at a church larger church and uh went to a staff meeting where all of us were in the staff meeting got yeah. done went back to my office and had a voicemail on my on my phone this was this was back before i mean we had cell phones Never but did. you still had office phones right 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 so I, my, the light was flashing, so I listened to the to the message, and it was uh, it was a guy in the church who was just asking a, a wanting to ask a question about a, a mission opportunity, and then he thought he hung up, but he didn't. Oh, so no. those are always fun. Yeah. So he starts griping to his wife. Had this. Um, while while the answer, while the voicemail is still going, and he's like, "Those pastors at that church never answer their phone." I don't understand. They're pastors. All they do is sit around and read the Bible all day long. How can they not answer right. their phone? Of course. And I just, and so I called him back, and uh, and I didn't, I, don't, I didn't even tell him that I heard yeah. all of that. But apparently, he had called someone else. To, when I didn't answer, he called another pastor. It was, or there. he called another pastor first who didn't answer. And then he called me to get the answer to his question, and I didn't answer because we were all in a staff meeting. <laughs> right. And so, but his expectation was that a pastor's job is just to sit around and read the Bible all day. Uh, surely we should be able to answer a phone call, which I think is a very interesting uh, observation on his part because how many, I mean, this is a, yeah. this is a church of 8,000 people. How many other people were calling and had questions to answer and Here's like, the other side of that, too. We do more than just sit and read the Bible, so... I think that that's a great thing, but I'm just going to be really honest, Pastor, that that doesn't sound fun. I mean, like, <laughs> I want I want to read the Bible, and it is our source for truth and living and all of that hyper-spiritual stuff, okay? So don't crucify me on a cross of reality. But, like, some people are like, all you do is just sit and read all day long, and I'm like, you know what? Some people might enjoy You might enjoy that. That does not sound great for me. Like I, I need to get up and at least walk a lap around the building once or twice. <laughs> yes. And so, but we, 
But I do, and I, I have heard, you know, I don't hear it as much, but at the other side of it, I have heard often where I went to church because I was always running and going, you know, people, I have heard people say, wow, you sure do a lot. Our head pastor doesn't do very much, but you do a lot. There was one that a middle school boy said, he goes, wow, our head pastor, he named the head pastor, but he said, he doesn't, he doesn't do a whole lot, but Ian seems to always be doing something. And I just, you know, I, and that's my problem is I overdo and, and, and that's a, that's a real issue, but it is our well, expectations are really important because they color our responses and they color what we our view of right and wrong. And if we begin to expect things that aren't true or we, like you said, we expect that something is not a realistic situation. That's that's a bad and, thing. And that's and that example is, I mean, proximity can explain a lot of that, sure. right? That this this student sees you setting up tables and right. chairs and sees you taking stuff to you know f- meals to the schools and yeah, sees you doing true. all that stuff. The only time they ever see the senior pastor is for forty five minutes on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, obviously that's the only thing he does. Just like you know, I, I can't tell you but how many be, times. I will be honest though, that pastor did have. Well, a I have no doubt you worked harder than that pastor. <laughs> but he knows. That. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> and, but, and I also know that it would have been apt had that church you've been at had the guy said. You're, he said, I just think you guys sit around and have meetings all day because that was. Yes. It was yeah. like your whole Monday. Yes, all meetings. Ten hours a day of meetings. Um, but, you know, one of, one, of the, one of the expectations, too, that I've heard a lot is uh, on similar, similar concept with worship pastors. Yes. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. The only thing a worship pastor does is play guitar and pick songs for Sunday. What, what do they do the rest of the week? And I've, and I've had people tell me, uh, I don't think our church should pay for a worship pastor because all they do is pick a couple I, songs. YouTube can do that. They they and do. Like, I mean, they watch yeah. YouTube. Yeah, like they, they call friends. <laughs> There's stuff that they do. They sit at coffee shops all day. Like, but no, they, they spend that, a lot of time picking out wardrobe. Just kidding. I'm just yeah. It takes them an hour to put on their skinny jeans. So like <laughs> their day is full. That's true. They can't hit some of those high notes unless they got them jeans. I tied kid up in worship pastors. You know we love you, kind of, but. That is another yeah. unrealistic and, and kind of What's crazy. What's the kid pastor do? Build Legos all morning. Expectation. Yeah. yeah. So Truth. it's so we're going to get into a lot of these conversations with yes. these with the different pastors that we're going to have on over the next few episodes and hear some of their crazy stories. But it is very interesting to see how if if you are not <laughs> part of the inner workings of how ministry yeah. takes place, you don't really understand what happens right and and everything that goes into it which is part of what makes ministry feel like a thankless job a lot yeah, of time because people don't even I, I don't think people are just genuinely mean about that i think they just don't know and they don't know what they don't know and so you spend yeah. hours and hours putting your heart and soul into a project or to mm-hmm. a, an event or to a ministry and then no one ever says thank you in part, it might be because they had no idea what went into it. They just doing. assume, hey, all yeah. this this happened. Absolutely great, magic. And and, and you know, so and there might of, be something there of of making sure you people understand and what how you goes bring them into, into ministry. ministry. There is a there is a lot to. I will be honest, pastors. This is true, and people need to understand this from a pastoral perspective. But sometimes we feel like trying to get people to serve, which should be a natural project product of knowing Jesus. It's like beating our heads against the wall, and so what we end up doing is doing everything ourselves, and nobody does see that. And so an encouragement for you as pastors, hey, give give away things, even if it's not as good as, as if you would do it or you don't think it is. And and people start asking more questions about how can we help. Yep. Um, but I, I did want to say in our last few minutes of this podcast, so be, be thinking about that. One cool thing, too, um, because we mentioned it both ways, but I'm, I'm sporting this really cool teacup, uh, if you will, or coffee. It's got coffee in it. 
But one of the things you can do, uh, so if you've ever seen John Oliver, he's one of our honorary mad pastors. He's one of the, our biggest advocates for G6 Allies. But he and I have been friends for years and years um, and just released a podcast uh, called The Tea. And so it's got this little fella right here. Can't miss him. This is the mullet mug. It's business in the front, party in the back. And the reason is because it is a it's a bi-weekly podcast, but it's for parents, uh, student volunteers, and student pastors. And it's literally, it's 10 to 12 minutes. Not joking on that. They are only 10 to 12 minutes. We release a serious podcast come Wednesday. And then on Friday, we released Friday Fun Day, where we do something fun. At one point, we had Michael on a couple Fridays ago, and we did Fortune Cookie or Past Celebrity Pastor, um, but we we tell stories and things like that. So we would love for you to, same way we ask you with Mad Pastors, if you just go on, look for this little guy on iTunes or Spotify, just search up The T and just hit subscribe on that. It is super helpful for us, and we're seeing a lot of success and growth with that and guys that uh, and families that are really being encouraged. And so that's just a side thing of, what we do and, and the kind of ministry that we do, but go ahead, take a look. And and also, I thought we could use the last few minutes of our podcast to to just encourage pastors that this this tends to be, at least it was for me. Um, we talk about managing your expectations before we go into everything we're going to be doing next week and and all of our roundtables. Um, you need to you need to do a lot of reminding of yourselves, writing notes on mirrors, talking to your spouse. But one, COVID has been a really difficult season to manage expectations. Uh, so many churches are closing or have closed. So many churches, I mean, I talk with guys all the time that they're just, I mean, less than half their churches come back still, and we're starting to see a lot of stuff lift. Um, and it's a difficult season, but especially walking into summer, I just want to encourage you, be okay to trust that who is there is who God has for you and that you're not a failure because people are traveling. You're not a failure because uh, numbers are down because of a pandemic and those things. That's not how I love Michael challenges me on this a lot because we just all tend to think numbers wise, but um, I love how we said it a few weeks ago at our particular church, our church plant, we're in there with you, was um, that it's not about the success that we see in the work, but what God does through the work that we have and where we're at. And so I love, just want to encourage you that as we walk through this season, prepare, gear up for the fall, get excited, but simply love the people that you have with you and you don't have to remind them that people are not there and that there aren't people there. Love the people you have and let God work through that. Um, and don't don't feel like a failure. Don't feel frustrated. And, uh, and I would tell you, if you're a church member, um, be focused on loving your pastors and cut them some slack. It's been a hard season across the board, um, and I don't cut a lot of slack to most people in life. Um, but we just want to encourage you. What, I mean, what do you think, Mike? What are some areas you'd encourage Vaughn for managing expectations? I, I do. We kind of joked about not taking vacation and that kind of stuff earlier, I but I, I do think for most pastors, if if you're like me, you you would just keep working and you'd never take a vacation, right? Uh, because we tend to be workaholics, which is not healthy, and so uh, make it a priority to mm -hmm. take some time away from your job so that you can focus on. Um, mm. resting, on rejuvenating, spend time with your family, go do something yeah. fun that's enjoyable. Make sure you're prioritizing that time of rest that you take some time this summer to just go do something fun with your family. So uh, please, if, please do that. If you're a head pastor, you need to get over yourself and not push your people if that's what you tend to do. See that a lot with pastors and a lot of sometimes they use summer as the time to crack the whip and redo everything. I, let your people have a break. And give yourself permission to have a break. And 
um, whether you're you know, a student minister or whatever, I would just, I mean, take it easy for a few months. Uh, you run 60, 70, 80 hours a week. If you're like us, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And you need to be able to, your family deserves more than that, and you deserve more than that. And so uh, just, yeah, breathe easy. We're walking in, even if it time stamps, uh, we are walking into that season. And honestly, that's something you need, we need to encourage people to do no matter what. But especially when you're in a slower time, it's okay to do things. So one example in our student ministry here, uh, we've had the privilege of growing over the pandemic. Um, and that's been really cool. We, but we do, it's a little bit different. We do home groups and things like that. So it's a little bit less threatening than going to a big building and you hear everything about a pandemic. So it's kids getting together in houses, which is what they'll do anyway. Um, but as we've grown, uh, it has always been, I'm a single, singular-minded, focused guy, and I say, well, we only have so much time in the church. We need to hit it, hit it, hit it, teach, 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 do this, do this, do this. And we, we pulled back this summer. We said, you know what? Here's, here's where we want to be. We've grown, had several. We've, had, we've gone from about five or six kids to about 30 or 40 people total. We just need to take a summer and every two weeks focus on community and relationships. And I mean, we feel good about that. And it has taken a huge load off of me. Mm-hmm. I know that it, it helps you as well. And even with our church family. We're excited about it. Yeah. We decided Everybody's with our church family and... that this Sunday night, we meet on Sunday nights just because of the necessity of where we're at and what we do. But man, we, we felt like uh, we hadn't had enough community in our church and we need to keep adding that. So you know what? I think that the Bible will still be there and God is still going to work in the hearts of his people, but we're going to go eat Mexican food with our church family. And share a tape, very Acts 2 style. And yep. so don't feel like you have to conform to a box or a standard that is not yours. You love your people where they're at. Every sheep, every flock of sheep are stupider and smarter in different ways and crazier in different ways and need different things. And you need to feel the freedom to do that. And so anyway, we love you guys. That's all we've got. Check out the tea. Get ready for next week. Follow the Mad Pastors, please. Send us those expectations you have or share those funny stories about expectations. We'd love to hear it. That's true. And uh, I have some of those for for next time. They're pretty good. So until next time when we hear Ian's crazy stories, love you all. Take care. Love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Mad Pastors podcast today. We hope that you found it not only encouraging, but beneficial that you have people in your corner doing ministry. Here's what we'd love for you to do. If you'd subscribe, review, and share our podcast, that would mean the world to us, and it'd help as many pastors to hear and be encouraged just like you were. G6 is also supported by partners and allies like you who are willing to financially give and be a part of this ministry with us. So if you feel like you'd like to be a part of this with us, just go to g6allies.com slash partner. And we'd love for you to become our ally in our mission to serve pastors and their families. If you have questions, comments, or just want to talk more with us about your particular ministry needs, just email us at hello at g6allies.com. We can't wait to see you next time for our next episode. 